Aloha, this is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a very special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. Now, I recently attended 2019 Comic-Con Honolulu that was held from August 2nd to August 4th. I got some incredible interviews. Let's get started. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here with legendary Tom DeFalco. Tom, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing terrific, Jason. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Is this the first time to the islands? This is my first time to Hawaii, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know I've only been here for a few days, but I am loving it. That's great. Okay, I I have two questions for you. Your editor in chief um, on the Infinity Gauntlet. How did that come about? Um, it, it was a very easy process. Jim Starlin showed up one day and said, "Hey, I, I have an idea for a story." And I said, oh, "All right, Jim, what's your what's your idea?" And he kind of pitched the basics of Infinity Gauntlet. And he got about halfway through it, and I said, "Okay, Jim, you don't have to say anything else. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it." And and that was sadly all my involvement. I'd like to take total credit for everything, but no, it's Jim Stalin is a genius. <laughs> you know, he came up with it all. Uh-huh. He he did it all. It, he wrote it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the sequels brilliantly, mm-hmm. so I got to give all the credit to Jim Stalin. <laughs> even though I'd like to steal steal some for myself, but I can't. I'm going to give that credit to you, man, because you're the one that said yes. <laughs> well, it, it, <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. deal when you're dealing with somebody like Stalin, it's easy to say yes. And then, but and then, how does it feel that you know you approving the Infinity Gauntlet that it, it literally it created the Marvel Cinematic Universe? That's in my opinion. Well, I, I don't know if it created the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think the the, the guys, you know, uh, at Marvel who are doing these movies are doing such a fabulous job. Um, you know, f- from from the time I saw the first one, mm-hmm. the the Iron Man movie, yes. uh, that that movie blew me away, mm-hmm. and so many so many of the other films. Mm-hmm. I, I I am just. A total fanboy. I, I love these films. They have that hoo-ha, fun and games mentality that I love. Um, they care about the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a, there's emotion. Yes. There's action. Yes. You know, action and angst. Mm-hmm. In the mi- mighty Marvel ma- manner. I ju- I just love the work that these people are doing. Um, I, I I I again, I'd like to steal credit for something there, but I can't. So I just I, I I give them total credit. They have done such a f- fabulous job. Uh, as a comic book fan, mm-hmm. we are living in a in, in a real golden age. We are, yeah. Mr. DeFalco. Thank you very much for your time. It's been an honor interviewing you. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure, Jason. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here with Agnes. Garboska. Yeah, yep, Garboska. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, Garboska. Oh, no worries. Okay. It could be a little hard to say. <laughs> so, Agnes, um, is this the first time to the islands? Actually, it is not. I have come actually only this island uh, twice on vacation before, but this is my first time getting invited to a show in Hawaii, so I'm more, so excited to be here. How's the convention going so far? Oh, it's wonderful. Everyone's been super, super nice. I, I think this show gets like bonus points for how sweet everyone has been coming out today. And they've been super supportive and lots of kids. So I love shows with lots of kids coming by. That's really good. Um, 
I'm going to keep continuing on. Um, how did you get into comics? Um, I always was a fan of comics. I got into comics at a very early age when I was trying to learn English because I'm originally from Poland. And comics really helped me a lot because I wanted to know what the characters were saying. Um, it was actually not something I thought I wanted as a career because I thought I wanted to be an animator till I went to school for animation realized how much I hated animating, which actually happens to a lot of people apparently. And through that I realized I love telling stories. And then I started realizing why not comic books? I'm meeting all these amazing creators at shows and I started asking them about their careers. And I'm like, you know what? This might be for me. Little did I know at the time I was joining one of the hardest, most competitive industries, but I absolutely love working comics. I've been working in comics for about 12 to 14 years now, so it's been quite some time. What was your first comic that you read or the first comic book series you read? Uh, one of the first comics, I don't remember which one, but I know it was an X-Men issue in the 90s. Um, it was gifted by one of my mom's friends who wanted to me to encourage me to read. And I got turned on to X-Men quite quickly. I love the Archie comics because I got them at the grocery store afterwards because I'm like, what is this comic book business? And from there, I actually went into Supergirl, which was uh, me actually rating my one of my friend's brother's basement collection. He went off to college, and uh, whenever he was not home, we may or may have not uh, gone and did some reading in his basement. I don't think he ever found out, but that actually got me into Supergirl. It was the cover where she's holding the skateboard, and that was the first comic I pulled out of his pile, and I was like, who is she? I want to know everything about her, and that really made me a DC fan after that. Um, now, I'm going to ask you, what are you working on right now? Um, yeah. What I can talk about is I am currently working on Care Bears. Uh -huh. Woohoo! We got launched in July, so last month. And it is super fun. It's going to be three issues. It really is all age. And uh, Grumpy, pa Grumpy Bear is uh, quite featured in the issues I'm working on. And let's just say a punk version of Grumpy might appear there. Mm -hmm. And it was also announced recently that I am working on the new style of DC Superhero Girls. I had the pleasure of working in the old style. Now I get to work in the new style. Uh -huh. The first issue comes out in October, and that's Yancey's art, because we all love Yancey and his amazing art. And my issue is the second one, and it will be out next year. And it's called Powerless. That's really great. I'm going to continue on. Um, before we did um, start the interview, you said you are... Um, a, now correct me if I'm, I'm, because I'm trying to remember the blackest... <laughs> the Black Lanterns. Yes, I am a fan of the Black Lanterns. I know it might seem a little unusual, but it was actually the Black Lantern run that got me into reading the Green Lantern comics because I never picked up any issues of Green Lantern before that, but I've always been a huge zombie fan, even when I was a little kid. I was, mind you, a very strange, weird kid who loved horror, zombies, and all sorts of things that go bump in the night. And when I found out that there were zombies in Green Lantern universe, I'm like, wait guys, what is this? And I picked up the series, uh, The Blackest Night, and um, it got me hooked. And after that, I actually started reading the Green Lantern comics, which if it wasn't for The Blackest Night run, I would have never picked them up. Mm -hmm. So I, I am definitely a fan of The Black Lanterns, and it did get me more into the Green Lantern universe. So I, I can't help it. I represent with my ring too. <laughs> and yes, yes, you wear that too. Um, do you wear that all the time or to the convention? 
I wear that majority of the time. Um, it is my favorite ring. Unfortunately, it got a little dink because I did slam my finger in the door, but the ring saved me, guys. The ring saved me. Um, I keep meaning to contact the company because he said anytime he wants me to do another one, I just shoot, shoot them a uh, message. But they're over in Australia, and that's where I got introduced to uh, it's uh, Guild Jewelry, and they do a lot of the licensed properties for DC Comics' jewelry. Mm -hmm. And I also have a Wonder Woman ring from them, and... Um, yeah, I'm going to get myself a new Blackest Night ring because I apparently am the only girl that gets this size because I have little fingers. So uh, they said they'll make a special order for me because I promote them. And they're such amazing guys. They really love what they do. Um, I know I'm going to go a little bit off the questions. Um, so you said that Blackest Night um, hooked you to the Green Lanterns. Have you ever met Jeff John? Oh, yes. I've known Jeff almost my entire career. I met him... Um, Oh my gosh, now it's been well over 10 years ago and it was when he was working with Francis Manipal and he was such an amazing guy. I think he's super talented, very sweet and I'm a huge fan of his writing and, and him as a person in general. At, um, at Comic-Con Honolulu right now we have, I'm going to try to remember or pronounce her name correctly, Rose McGyver and Ross Marquand. Did you get a chance to meet them since you're zombie, a zombie fan? Oh, I actually have not. Um, I've just been mainly, I'm, I'm one of those that doesn't leave her table a lot, especially during the day when the kids are coming by. I try my best not to be away from the table. So I did not have the pleasure of meeting them, which of course I, I would love to just because they're in the genre I love. I, I heard they're very sweet too. So maybe we'll see. But as of right now, my focus is making sure all the kitties know where I am and giving them the pretty art. Um. Any upcoming projects, like any Kickstarters or anything anything else? Um, well, in May, DC Superhero Girl Spaced Out came out. Speaking of Green Lanterns, it features the introduction of Jessica Cruz into the DC Superhero Girl universe. It was with the Shea Fontana, so it was in the old style. And it involves her developing herself as a superhero, so she has... She doesn't have the confidence yeah. and it to date I think it is one of my favorite issues because you see her grow as a person and she reminds me of myself and I think a lot of people at their journey discovering their talents mm -hmm. and how to use them to for the good for, for basically for good so definitely that just came out of May so DC superhero spaced out I mentioned Care Bears and I mentioned checking out the new DC superhero girls coming out later this year from Yancey and I so definitely projects to look forward to and I can't announce anything else but there are oh, no. other amazing things uh, might be a brewing and then um, Jessica Cruz is she one of your favorite Green Lanterns now she definitely is uh, once I became introduced to her I started um, reading more about her and I watched whatever the newest movie that featured her as well mm -hmm. uh, the animated one and I just love the kind of person she is I think she's very grounded and like mm -hmm. I said she, she reminds me of me and other people just she, she doesn't have the confidence to be a superhero, but yeah. she really has it within her. And I like those kind of characters. They, they just feel so relatable. And she has a great personality and cool powers. Um, where's your next convention appearance? Uh, my next convention appearance will be at New York Comic Con. Um, but if you're in the L.A. area and you follow me online, um, I might be making some Care Bear appearances around the L.A. area um, once those are finalized. So please look forward to that. But yeah, New York Comic Con. I'm very excited for that. And then um, social platforms. Where can people follow you on? Pretty much anywhere. Um, it's just uh, Agnes Garboska on Twitter or Instagram. 
um, Tumblr as well. On Facebook, it's agnesgarboska.art. Make sure to follow my art page. But yeah, follow me there. Just look for my name. It's easy to find. Agnes, thank you very much for your time. Any last words? Just be awesome, everyone. And remember, be nice to each other. It's the most important thing. It might sound lame, but it's so true. Agnes, thank you very much. Aloha. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Aloha. All right. Three, two, one. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at Comic-Con Honolulu with superstar Mark Brooks. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no, you, you dude, man, your, your cover art is incredible. Um, Thank you very no, much. No, yes, it is. It is. Um, so, um, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time to the islands for you guys, right? It is, yeah. I've never been to Hawaii before. I always wanted to come, so uh -huh. it was a good excuse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys like the islands so far? Oh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's it's bigger than I thought it was going to be. For some reason, oh. I always picture Hawaii being very, very small. And it's actually a pretty good size island. It takes about an hour to get from one side to the other, if you know, a little bit of traffic. Um, but no, it's gorgeous. The weather's amazing. Um, it's there's a there's a smell to the air here. Sweet. Oh, it's it's really nice. You know, I like it. If you guys come back, you guys got to go to the outer islands. It's a yeah. Lot, yeah. It's a lot better, beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We want to see um, Maui and the big island. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, next time we come, we get a chance to do a little more traveling around. Yeah. Um, I know we're on the convention floor, so I'm going to continue on. Mm -hmm. um, what was your first comic that you read? Uh, the first comic I ever read was a copy of Uncanny X-Men. I want to say it was issue 274. Though I could be wrong, but it was uh, it was the first issue. Psylocke was uh, was in the X Men's back when she was British, you know, with the pink frilly outfit, and uh, it was Wolverine and Sabretooth. Sabretooth trying to kill Psylocke, and Wolverine trying to stop him, and it was just them fighting across the Westchester School of the Gifted Youngsters, just just fighting across the campus, and it was really a great issue. It lasted two issues, and I was hooked from that point on. And then, when did you decide to become an artist? Uh, I, I I don't know if I ever made a conscious decision to become an artist. I just know that you know every kid draws, mm -hmm. just like yes. you know we all did. And at some point, every kid stops, mm -hmm. and I just never did because I just I loved it so much. I really enjoyed uh, doing it. I, I did realize there was a point in middle school because I was never much into sports or or anything like that. Um, but I realized that I had a knack for drawing, and I was in class, and and there was this really popular cartoon character. I can't remember who it was, mm -hmm. but uh, I I drew the cartoon character and. I really, really impressed the popular kids in the class nice. that I could draw this character, and um, and I, I realized it was kind of like it became my currency. Like mm -hmm. other kids, you know, like I said, had sports or could play music or something like that, but I could I could impress people with drawing. And and when you're a kid looking for a an outlet or looking for a uh, your place in in, in that, that 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 youth society, mm -hmm. you know, finding a niche that you know like that was really important to me. So I think that helped drive me. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna still continue on because I see a crowd lining up at your table. Mm -hmm. um, any um, upcoming projects you want to promote right now? Um, well, yeah, I, I'm the cover artist of Captain Marvel right now. Um, uh, we have a new Captain Marvel series coming out soon that I can't speak too much no, no. about, but it is it is super duper cool. Okay. And I'm gonna be the cover artist on that. And I'm really excited about that. Actually, I'll be working on the first cover for that when I get back uh, from Hawaii. Um, uh, doing some stuff for X-Men, doing a couple of covers for that. 
Uh, I'm doing a line of statues with Sideshow. Um, the Silks, uh, Spider-Gwen and Spider-Man already came out. And we have a fourth one that uh, is in production and should be solicited soon that I'm really, really proud of. Um, uh, I think for New York Comic Con, I'm going to be doing a piece of artwork for the new Avengers video game, which I'm really excited about. Um, I uh, can't really talk much about it, oh, no, yeah. unfortunately. Um, just a lot of things. I mean, I've got my hands in a lot of different pots. So, yeah. I'm going to go off subject. So, how did you get um, involved with Sideshow Collectibles? Um, Ladies and gentlemen. This was, this was years ago. Boys and uh, girls. I have a friend named Adam Ross, who's a sculptor. And he took one of my drawings, and he made a sculpture of it. And he took it to San Diego Comic Con and showed it to the art director at Sideshow. And he was very impressed with it and asked if he could meet with both of us. And so we went and had a meeting with him, and they said, you know, we're doing a line of Marvel statues, and would you be interested in producing some statues? And I said, you know, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the rest was history. That's pretty impressive. So we'll be keeping an eye out for that. Mm -hmm. Your impressive covers, especially, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, these um, House of X you did, right? I did. Yes, yes I did. House of X and Power of X. It was... Yes. Uh, a, uh, a cover split between the two issues. It was the promo piece originally, and then they ended up using it as the cover. Any last words to the fans before we wrap up? No, I'm just, uh, I really appreciate all the support that everyone's given me over the years. And uh, as I always tell anybody that comes by and tells me they like my work, I say, you know, you keep buying it, I'll keep drawing it. <laughs> Where's the next appearance for you? Uh, I'll be in uh, uh, I'll be in Portland for Rose City Comic Con in September, oh, yes. and then I'll be at uh, New York Comic Con, of course, in October, and then uh, and then in November I'll I'll be going to the uh, to Tokyo for the Tokyo Comic Con, <laughs> oh, okay. which I'm really excited about. So that'll be it for the year. And then, um, where can people follow you on social media? Oh, all over the place. Um, under Instagram and Twitter, uh, you can find me under Mark Brooks Art. Um, and under Facebook, you can find me under uh, facebook.com backslash Art of Mark Brooks. Mark, thank you very much for your time. Oh, thank you for, uh, for, for your time. <laughs> no, no, thank you. All right, thank you, guys. Aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at Comic-Con Honolulu with legendary-ish John Ramita <laughs> Jr. John, welcome to the island. Thanks, Jason. Thank you for having us. Oh. And then also, I, I know we, I kind of blew the first part of this, but today is a special day, right, for you guys, for yeah. you and Kathy. My wife Kathy and I met 25 years ago today mm -hmm. in San Diego, but it was 25 years ago we actually met. I had a couple of drinks in me, walked up to this very tall, beautiful blonde, because mm -hmm. I had the guts. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid guts, we call it. And, you know, you're a very lucky man. You are. Thank you're you. very blessed. I am. I'm blessed in a lot, lot of ways. My family, my friends, and my beautiful wife, and my sons. Very proud of everybody. Um, I'm going to make this short because we're on the con convention floor. We know it's crazy. Okay. Um, um, you worked, You did the miniseries The Eternals. That's correct. When did you find out that they were going to do the movies on The Eternals? I just found out very, a short time ago. I, I had no idea. I think I saw it in an advertisement on television, literally. I didn't know about it even before that in the comics business. Mm -hmm. And from what I've heard, the stars are fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who's writing the screenplay. I don't know who's working on it. I know the actresses. I know yeah. Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek. Mm -hmm. And that's all I know. I don't know anything else. Very proud of that. Mm -hmm. Very proud to be a part of that. Um, any hints if they're going to combine from Jack Kirby stuff and Gaiman and your miniseries. If they're smart, they'll leave me out of it and just put no. Kirby's stuff and Neil Gaiman stuff. There's a, a history of great talent working on that. Neil Gaiman is a brilliant, brilliant writer, and I hope they make him 
the the the, the hinge point in that in that uh, screenplay. Mm-hmm. There's the man that should be writing the screenplay. You're right. He should be writing the screenplay, and they should tap into him. Agreed. I hope he does. I hope it really works that way. Okay. Now, Superman Year One came out. Um, if I remember correctly, last month. Right now at Comic Con Honolulu. Desert Wind Comics and Collectibles has an exclusive cover that you did for them, correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud to work with Desert Wind, and they're putting out this variant cover product, mm-hmm. and uh, it's I'm very proud of the product itself. It's a great story. Frank Miller and I worked on it, along with Danny Mickey mm-hmm. and Alex Sinclair, and I think it's a beautiful product. And the second issue comes out in a couple of weeks. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that one, too. And then I'm going to turn to Chandler. Chandler, no... You know, just I'm going to say thank you very much, Chandler, for making this interview possible. You're quite welcome. You know, it's an honor to have John here. Bring him to a a beautiful location like this, being Hawaii. Uh, this is this is a win-win all the way across the board. It, it, he's having fun. We're having fun. The fans are having fun. You know, what's 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 not to be great about this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yes. Now, Chandler, one, one one last question: Where can people get this exclusive cover? Well, you can actually find the exclusive. It will be online at DesertWindEnterprises.com in the web store that is there. Or you can always just email me at Chandler at DesertWindComics.com. Chandler, thank you very much. I'm going to continue on. You have been doing a lot of charity work. I, If I remember correctly, 2002, your niece, I'm going to try to remember her name correctly, Julie. Jordan. Jordan, Jordan is her name. Sorry. In 2002, Jordan, our niece, was diagnosed with near-terminal brain cancer. She had a very, very low chance of survival. Well, now she's graduated from high school, and she's a healthy young lady. Special needs, but she's a healthy young lady. And in 2002, we did a marathon fundraiser for the, my, uh, my brother-in-law and his wife, who were going through a horrible, horrible time at the time. And we raised money by working 48 hours straight, sketching and signing in Times Square. And then to celebrate the 10th year of her remission, along with Chandler here, Desert Wind Enterprises in Las Vegas, we did the 10-year anniversary, 2012, and we stayed awake for 50 hours for signing and sketching, and we raised funds. We are going to try for the third time Mm -hmm. to raise even more and break that record of 50 hours to make it 51 hours. But we'll see Mm -hmm. if Chandler and Desert Wind can work on it for us. But we've since then worked with many infant cancer fund Uh, charities but specifically to St. Jude's God bless them and the money we've raised for them is very important and anytime anytime St. Jude's needs help we're there for them that's really nice how long have you been working with them since well specifically since that second uh, fundraiser in 2012 but we didn't know at that time we would be working with St. Jude's but they are geared towards infant uh, cancer uh, charities because Unfortunately, the, mass, the, the main charity of cancer, the cancer charity itself, does not specify infantile cancer. So we, since our niece was so young, mm-hmm. we feel it's an underfunded mm-hmm. s- section of that charity. We feel the need to help out. So St. Jude's has been asking us what we specifically wanted, and we're, we're trying to direct it towards children's cancer. I'm going to put a link in our show notes and also on my Slack channel if people want to donate. Anything else you want to add, sir? I'm so happy to be in Hawaii. I, I can't imagine people being sweeter than I've ever met. And that's the pleasure of being here. It's not just a beautiful place. It's a beautiful bunch of people. Aloha and mahalo. And he's never been fed so much in his life. <laughs> John, it's been an honor and a privilege 
to interview. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Mahalo. Thank you, guys. Aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hoi. I'm at Comic-Con Honolulu with local artist Todd Bernardi. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Todd, you know, um, how's the con going for you so far? It's wonderful. I'm having a great time. I always have a really good time. I've done this every year that they've had it. I've had it, and they've had it for... Uh, five years now. They do a. Uh, they did a. I even did the um, the short uh, promotional back when it was like uh, Hoku Con. Oh yeah. That's yeah. So, right. Yeah. So they just did like a single day sort of event, and I I even uh, flew over from Maui for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Street Cred credit. Oh, okay. What was your first comic book that you read? The first comic book that I read uh, was Legends of the Dark Knight number one. Uh, and it was it came out right after the Batman movie. Um, the first comic book that I ever got, though, I was three years old, and I couldn't read it, but I loved I loved it anyway. And it was uh, Superman number sixteen um, by Carl Kessel uh-huh. and uh, John Byrne. Uh-huh. And so, um, so my first couple of comic books were DC books, and then when Image came out in nineteen ninety four, I think I started with Spawn twenty three, mm-hmm. and then um, subsequently went. And got all the back issues, yes. um, so I was like, I was really into um, Savage Dragon and Spawn, uh, and then I got into weirder, darker stuff. When I was when I when I was eleven, my my parents wouldn't let me see uh, the Crow with yeah. Brandon Lee, mm-hmm. um, but they bought me the graphic novel, which was which is kind of worse. So, um, I, but I basically learned to read so that I could read comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it just sounds like it's like how all of us started looking at yeah. pictures, and then that's how we learned how to read. Yeah. Um, do you have any um, favorite current um, titles that you're reading right now? Um, yeah, I'm reading uh, Ascender by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn. Um, I'm reading um, Paper Girls mm-hmm. by Brian K. Vaughn, and I've got I've been into Saga since it came out too. So. Uh, those are kind of like the big three for me, and then um, I pick up interesting indie books that are uh, like you know whatever. Mm-hmm. They're usually just you know miniseries, like uh, four to six issues. Yeah. Um, kind of reading Weatherman a little bit right now. I think Nathan Fox is the guy that's drawing that. Uh, there's um, yeah, there's a couple of different ones. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And then um, um, I'm asked so. What made you decide to be that you wanted to be an artist, a comic book artist? Uh, I always drew, like I always, even like, and I always felt um, like inspired by other comic books. Mm-hmm. So I was collecting like Superman, Batman, and then other superhero titles. And if the artwork was good, um, you know, it would be, I'd feel inspired and I'd want to draw some yeah. other mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I remember um, being a little disappointed that I couldn't buy Spawn and another comic book and having to choose between you know comics Uh, so I was like should I get Batman this week should I get Spawn and I remember like choosing um, uh, to get only one comic and having to draw the other one so like that was sort of the way that um, I sort of fell into drawing my own comics, mm-hmm. and and right around like I was eight years old when I drew my first full length comic, uh-huh. and then I, you know I was like ah oh, and I got I finished it and I was like I got to redraw it, and so it was uh, growing up it was a process of me drawing like dark gothic superhero type mm-hmm. comics, 
um, and redrawing it. Mm-hmm. So the the most I think I ever drew for a series was like for full like a full two issues, uh-huh. and then I'd be like, oh, I got to redraw the first issue because uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was taking a lot of art classes, yeah. and I was learning a lot of technique, and that um, and, and the way that I invo- I evolved as an artist, like I was sort of you know always trying to redraw something. Um, so I didn't get very far until I was an adult and after I got my um, fine arts degree from the University of New Mexico. So, Todd, I'm sorry, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, you are born and raised here? Uh, I, I moved here eight years ago. Oh, okay. uh, my wife is from here. Oh, okay. um, so the reason that the comic book is set here is uh, um, basically because I wanted to kind of create something, work something work with my wife on something she's a graphic designer um, okay. and so the I came up with the premise and I did a bunch of research and um, the, the comic is so dense because I did too much research uh-huh. like I didn't really know very much about Hawaii uh-huh. before when I started it and um, so I found all all of these awesome resources like histories and uh, books on Hawaiian mythology mm-hmm. and um, read them all and I did not, I didn't stop. And so the reason that the comic is like 12 issues long is because I just have too much, mm-hmm. too many notes, too, too much information. And then your comic books, um, please clarify me or correct me. You're the writer and the artist, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm the writer and the artist. Um, I lettered uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine uh, with my wife. Mm-hmm. And my wife pretty much lettered the first three by herself. Uh, she came up with the logo um, so I do a comic book called Kukui Project which is set in Hawaii in the future and Hawaii's become a kingdom again and they've got their own space program and the story follows an astronaut who has to disable dangerous explosives and other weapons in orbit around Earth and on the moon um, and it takes place uh, at a time when the human race is colonizing the solar system yeah. uh, and they're weaponizing their research facilities against one another uh-huh. and, the, and the governments involved in the conflict call a ceasefire and they recruit astronauts from the private space industry in Hawaii to um, disable these weapons and it's called Kukui, Pro- they get nicknamed Kukui or Kukui Project um, because it's nuts to do something like that and then I do another uh, that's a good title, <laughs> that, that, I like that I like that meaning, yeah and so I got a, uh, and I do another mini series called Disco Thunder Groove Bone, mm-hmm. and it's about two guys looking for the last coffee plant on Earth, because the world's coffee supply has been wiped out by a blight, and the blight was engineered by an energy drink company called Thunder Chicken, uh-huh. and Thunder Chicken is owned by a giant half man, half chicken, half Mexican wrestler, uh-huh. and that's uh, for for well, uh, the fourth issue is double size, so it's really five issues. And then um. Um, where can people, you know, like people on the mainland, around the world, where can they, you know, um, buy your comic? Whether it's on the internet or even at comic book stores. Um, I'm in a variety of different uh, comic, like comic book stores in Hawaii and on the mainland. Um, uh, comic book stores in Oregon, California, uh, New Mexico, Colorado. Cali- did I say California? I think. Um, Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, I have there's one there's a shop in Seattle too. Um, I've got there's I had I had shops in New, New Zealand like three shops in New Zealand. Um, the uh, and and you can buy it uh, online at kukuiproject.com. 
And then um, um, these comic shops that literally, I mean, literally, it's around the world. Like you said, well, it was in New Zealand. I mean, have you done any, um, have you been to any of those comic shops to be doing any signing? I did a signing in New Mexico at uh, Astro Zombies in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've done signings at Maui Comics and Collectibles. I've done signings here on Oahu at Other Realms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, it's always a great thing. We usually try to do at least uh, uh, something for Free Comic Book Day mm-hmm. on uh, on Maui, because yeah. that's where, where I live. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, yeah, the, the, and the signings are the signings are great. The conventions are great. Um, <clears throat> I've never done a I didn't do a signing in New Zealand, um, but I went down there for a comic convention. Um, and I've also gotten the first six issues of Kukui Project translated into Japanese. Um, so the um, and then someone just held it up the the Japanese version. That's nice. And so, who's this gentleman here on your side? Uh, this is my this is my buddy EJ. Hey, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> He's uh, he's he actually bought the comic book and we just started talking and so we became friends uh, through conventions and stuff. Um, let's see. Um, is <laughs> and then is this a? You know, correct me if I'm wrong. This is a full time full time job for you? Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a little bit more than that. I mean, I, it's uh, it's pretty intensive work because um, I have to do. I do all the I do all the research myself. I look for references. I try to make sure that the information that I put in Kukui Project for sure is accurate to the history and mythology of the of Hawaii. Um, I don't. I try not to. And there's also a lot of science in Kukui Project that's not that's accurate too. That that's it's not a hundred percent fictional. Um, I try to, and it's all stuff that um, has to do with. Um, renewable resources and, and things that I'm kind of frustrated that we not more popular right now. All right. Now, I know you say you live on Maui. You're in Maui. You um, you um, done signing for um, Maui's Comics and Collectibles. You want to give them a shout-out? No. All right. <laughs> that, that we end the interview now. Thank you, guys. No, 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 no. I know. We're just, we're just harassing around. Alika, we're joking. We're joking. Please. Please keep Todd on the nerd watch. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, the, uh, Maui Comics and Collectibles is great. Um, every time I go in there, and I, there's stuff that I can't find on the internet that Alika has. Um, I, I try to get, for instance, um, I went in there looking for the kitchen sink reprint of the 1953 Spirit, yeah, and he actually had it. Like, I couldn't even find it on the internet, and he was like, oh, I got that for you. Um, I've gotten some awesome heavy metals uh, from him. Uh, from like the early 80s and late 70s uh, he he's always got something really collectible and, and um, he's got an incredible selection of new comics too and so we record a podcast together with a bunch of other locals that are um, in the greater nerd community and called Nerdwatch and uh, we just uh, we, we have a really good time okay um, we know you and Alika are on the Nerdwatch who else is on the Nerdwatch and who's your host on the Nerdwatch Oh man, the host. Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about that guy. Uh, the host is G Money, um, and he's all right. You know, he's definitely not the. He's not the. He's not everybody's favorite. He's an acquired taste. Uh, then there's Alika. Then there's Gannon. Uh, their format uh, talks about video games. Gannon uh, does. Uh, 
movie reviews, specifically around the horror genre. Um, there's uh, Aaron uh, Medeiros. He's a, a local um, uh, film critic. He does mm -hmm. uh, film reviews. Um, uh, Barry Worst also is one of the originators of the Nerdwatch. He's a uh, we call him Professor Barry. He's got a master's in film studies, and he's a he's a professional film critic as well. Uh, and then we and then we have um, Cynthia uh, Rose. She's um, Night Darling, right? Well, Night Darling, no, no, no. Night Darling, yeah, Night Darling's name. Uh, uh, she's a cosplayer. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia does is a makeup artist. And so she's got a, like a real inside Hollywood to um, some of the the movies that we review. Um, so and then there's uh, Francine Walraven, who is a, a fantastic tattoo artist, and she also does the posters for Maui Comic Con. Which Maui Comic Con happens every uh, at the end of October every year, right before Halloween, and it's a wonderful event. Uh, so if you're on Maui, you can check out Maui Comics and hopefully be around for Maui Comic Con. Let's promote Maui Comic Con. I almost forgot about that. Um, I can't remember. It's the last weekend in yeah. October. But who's coming down? I'll be there. Okay, that's good. That you're the guest. You're the main guest. I'm the main attraction. Okay. Yeah, I'm All the main right. attraction. But there's another guy. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's uh, done this little comic book called The Goon. Never heard. Yeah, of him. he's uh, this. I think his name's Eric Powell or whatever. No, I I actually really admire his work and I love I love The Goon. Um, so I can't wait to meet him. And he's uh, kind of a almost indie comics royalty at this point. He's right up there with uh, Stan Sakai, who who came to one of our uh, Maui cons, and uh, uh, you know like Kevin Eastman and, and Peter Laird, the Turtles guys. Mm -hmm. Like, those guys are amazing. And then also, too, um, he, um, it's um, Eric Powell's, um, it's the 25th anniversary of the Goon, and he's doing his, like, whirlwind um, city tour or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, a it's a 20th anniversary. Oh, oh, and uh, he's hitting us on his way down to Australia, too. So he's doing a big, uh, huge uh, contour uh, promoting the, uh, the Goon. Okay. I'm going to start wrapping this up. Um... Any comics you want to promote right now? Yours? Uh, I'm sorry? Any comics you want to promote? Uh, uh, well, the, th the thing that I'm going to be working on next is uh, a comic book called Heart Candy Aftermath, and it's uh, more of a children's story. It's, it focuses on a roller derby girl that teams up with a pink unicorn to fight evil. And so I'm gonna, that's going to be full color. I'm gonna, I've already done an issue of it, um, so I'm going to reprint the first issue and fin finish the second issue. And then after that, I'm going to finish Kakui Project and uh, uh, collect that into a big uh, omnibus. And then um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Kakui Project, and I'm on Twitter at TRBURN02, uh, TRBURN02, and uh, Facebook, Todd Bernardi. Send me a friend request. Todd, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Uh, I uh, can't wait to listen to this later. Thank you, Todd. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at Comic-Con Honolulu with Amy Reader, the artist on Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Hello. How's it going? Amy, welcome to the islands. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time you guys have been to the islands, correct? 
Uh, it, yes, it's my first time. And oh, and I should say I uh, I drew covers for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. The interior artist was Natasha Bustos, and she's awesome. But I also co-wrote it. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's right. I'm sorry that's about fine. that. That's oh. fine. I just wanted to make sure. No, no, I yes. I don't want to take so much credit. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, um, so, um, yeah, so, I'm sorry. So, yeah, do you guys like the island so far? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, like, I've gotten some time to walk around, but not too much. Like, I just got here. I'm planning more time after the convention, so I can't wait. I'm going to rent a car, drive around, and see what I can see. That's really nice. How do you like the con so far? Oh, it's great. People are crazy friendly. I've been gifted, like, three lays uh, <laughs> like uh, constant food. People are just coming and bearing gifts. It's it's so strange, but in a good way. Um, strangers are really friendly, like walking around the city and stuff like that. And, uh, and but but yeah, the con they're they're just wonderful. It's a it's a great group you guys have here. So yeah, thank you very much. Um, so I'm gonna ask you a little bit of street cred. What was the first comic book you read? first comic book was um, Blue Monday. Yeah, uh, it's by China Cluxton and uh, it was uh, it was a drama. It was like a high school drama uh, about a girl who was obsessed with uh, Adam Ant in the 80s and it's kind of based on her from when she was in high school and, uh, and it's just like kids like getting into trouble it's kind of like loving rockets in uh-huh. a, li- a, li- a little bit you know but yeah and then um when did you decide to become an artist a writer uh, a writer and artist yeah yeah no that's fine um mostly i would say i'm known to, as, as being an artist um i i decided when i was starting to read manga and uh there was this contest uh that tokyo pop was putting out um where you know the top 10 would be compiled into this anthology and so i don't know it really lit a fire under me it made me want to figure out how to draw better so that i could make it in and eventually i did do you remember your first work was it with um tokyo pop uh my first work yeah yeah it was with tokyo pop they uh they ended up giving me a three volume book deal which is crazy i was totally inexperienced (laughs) they didn't know what they were doing (laughs) uh but uh but yeah it worked out and i uh i managed to do okay i did two volumes they they canceled the third because they canceled everybody's books but uh but by then i was already working for vertigo doing madame xanadu so yeah how long were you on that book um probably two to three years yeah I, I was the main artist on that book yeah um what are you currently working on right now well uh unfortunately i can't say specifically what it is but i'm writing drawing and coloring it and uh it's gonna be amazing they'll announce it probably at new york comic-con okay yeah and then um i'm gonna start wrapping this up because already the convention's already winding down um where where um where's your next um convention um, at Perry? Uh, I'm gonna be at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, I'm just gonna be hunkering down and drawing like the wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, where can um, people um, find you um, on your um, social platform? Uh, mostly at Amy Reader, or if you don't find that, and Reader spelled R E E D E R. 
And if you can't find me there, then I'm Amy Reader Comics. Those are my two handles. Amy, thank you very much for your time. Any last words to our fans? Uh, just thanks for loving comics. You know, this is you're the reason why we do this. So, woohoo! <laughs> thank you, Amy. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at Comic-Con Honolulu, and I've saved the best for last. <laughs> this is legendary writer. Keep laughing. <laughs> yeah. Howard Derry is old. Tom <laughs> okay. DeFalco is legendary. Oh. I'm not. <laughs> Howard Mackey. Howard, thank you for you know taking your time. I know we're winding down the convention. How's there? How's you know? How do you guys like Hawaii so far? Uh, we love we love Hawaii. We came down a week early. Spent spent it on the the North Shore. Yes. Relaxing. Then we spent four days at the the uh, three days I guess at the show. Just meeting lots of fans uh -huh. and having a lot of fun. Oh, okay. You were here, was it two years ago? Was three, it that this one? Three years okay. ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. Um, how's the con going so far? The con has been great. I mean, I I'm I love meeting fans. I okay. love talking to fans. And I have to say, and, and no offense to all oh. of the other places I go, the the fans in Hawaii are some of the best that I run into. I, I have people that have come back each day and I, I feel like I'm making friends here more than meeting meeting fans. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then I and I take it that we're feeding you well, right? At the convention? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I've gained a few pounds since I landed. <laughs> you know, I, I'm starting to turn food away <laughs> at this point. So yes, we're we're eating quite well. I am addicted to poke. Oh, uh, and that, it started three years ago, but I will only eat it in Hawaii. None of this mainland stuff. <laughs> Um, 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 what are you currently working on, or do you have any upcoming projects you want to promote? Yeah. Well, I, I've done a bunch of work recently. I've been. I, I actually have a number of uh, creator-owned things that I am not ready to to release right now. But I have a number of artists that I'm working with. Actually, one po possible one with an artist that I reconnected with at this very con mm -hmm. convention mm -hmm. uh, might be coming up. I do have a project in development with Marvel right now. Mm -hmm. okay. I, I, I'm not at liberty to say until the ink is dry, um, but I'm kind of excited about that. Mm -hmm. And then I have a couple of other business opportunities, publishing opportunities that I'm working on with a colleague of mine, Terry Cavanaugh, yeah, who sure. who actually is responsible for the Clone Saga. It was his idea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he and I have a, a relatively uh, big project we're working on together. Okay. Uh, All right. I mean, we'll look f we'll look for your upcoming projects from Marvel in the previous catalog. Yep. And I I know this is going to sound weird, and I'm not blowing smoke at you, but when you release it, man, I'll be buying a bunch, and you got to come back because oh. I want you to sign. I want you to sign a stack, not not just two or three. Yeah. I want you. No, no. <laughs> you you got it. I look. I I have told them you invite me. To Hawaii, and my wife and I were there in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know, this is this is one of our favorite places on earth. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, where can fans um, follow you on social media? I'm primarily on Facebook, and I'm Howard Mackey Writer. I have another personal account that I almost never go to at all, and I try to keep that small for friends and family. 
all I do on Howard Mackey Writer on Facebook is talk comic books. I promote my own work. I answer questions. People have questions. They can um, message me, personal message me, and I will. I'll answer questions. I'll put it public, and so people can chime in. Uh, but I love interacting with fans on that page as well. I'll make sure we post it on our um, Slack page channel, your Facebook um, address. Thank you. Um, and then, um, what's your next convention appearance? Uh, the very next one is in, I believe, <laughs> the two upcoming ones are are um, New York Comic Con yes. and then Baltimore Comic Con. I think that's the order in which they they appear. So, and those are both the beginning of October. Oh. So I have a little bit time to relax between yes, between now and then. <laughs> All right. Um, any last words to our fans? No, I mean mahalo. <laughs> you know, I just I, we 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 absolutely love it here. I could could not enjoy coming to Hawaii more. Thank you. Yeah, um, Howard. You know, thank you very thank you for your time, and I, you know, just thank you very much for coming down. You know, and every time, I, and I'm one of those that came every day to your table. And yes, you are always one of, the, one of those I consider yeah. a friend now. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, but Howard. The next time you come down, I mean, I'll check in with you. Can we do a follow-up interview? If the timing's right and everything. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Thank you very much. Howard, thank you very much. Okay, take care, everyone. Aloha. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. Literally, we are closing down Comic-Con Honolulu. I have a very special guest, Mr. Chandler Rice. Chandler, welcome. You know, welcome to Hawaii. Well, thank you very much, and aloha, mahalo, <laughs> all the wonderful words words that go to express our, our enthusiasm for being here. You know, coming from the mainland, coming coming out to to this beautiful, beautiful land is such a a, a delight. And thank you for having us. It's just Chandler. Thank you very much. And before we continue again. Thank you very much for letting me interview John Romito Jr. Just thank you very much. Oh, you're you're quite welcome. You know, John is John is such a, a gracious and, and humble individual. You consider what he has done in this business. You consider the volume of work that he has done and the people that he's worked with. And I know that he 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 feels sometimes uncomfortable being given that label of a legend and maybe part of it is because his father is a legend and he just it's hard for him to accept that same label as his father but John without a doubt is one of those he is an A-lister when it comes to comic books and comic book shows and everything else he is an utter superstar no yes you're right you're really right um um how long have you known John? John and I actually met for the first time, I want to say it was around 2005, if I remember correctly. It was uh, it was a Wizard World show in, in Chicago. And it was funny because um, I, I'd only been back into comics since 2000. Yeah, I you know, like, like everyone, I'm 57, and like everyone, you know, I grew up, reading comics as a kid and I think like most boys um, I hit those teenage years and suddenly I discovered not necessarily in this order but baseball girls and motorcycles (laughs) and suddenly comics became something less important Mm -hmm. to me also being that I lived in Southern California where we had lots of sunshine so you know 
it, what it came down to is I was I, I kind of fell away from comics as I got older and didn't really get back into it until it was the year 2000 and the X-Men movie had come out and my wife and I we had gone to the movie theater and uh, as we were coming out of the movie theater and you know, I'm sitting there watching this movie and I'm remembering all these wonderful characters yeah. and as we we're walking down the lobby down in the lobby a local shop owner had a table set up and he had a spread of books and everything yeah. So I stopped and I talked to him and I was looking at him and and you know I, I kind of like you know this I remember these days I remember these characters mm-hmm. it, they were wonderful wonderful characters and um, so basically he invited me to come out to a shop next thing I know started buying a few books yes. started buying a few more mm-hmm. a lot more a lot more and a heck of a lot more yeah. at that mm-hmm. point um, and I it was probably about three years later I discovered the CGC process yeah. mm-hmm. getting the book signed and graded to me getting a book signed is the ultimate personalization even if it doesn't have my name on it just having it signed by the creator to me is very personal and you know I will simply say kind of the the rest is history mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask that history part is you're, you have a, you and your wife Sharon is that correct that's correct you guys have a comic book shop correct well yeah it w- Basically, I started getting my books signed in 2003 using CGC, and it was in 2007 that I met Stan Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stan came to Las Vegas, and it was at that point I had actually been trying to become part of the CGC Witness Program, as mm-hmm. they call it, for a signature series. And they, they, they kept saying, ah, oh, we'll think about it, we'll think about it, we'll think about it. And ultimately... What happened was I called him up in 2007 and said, Hey, Stan Lee's coming to Las Vegas. I need you guys to send us a witness. And they go, Oh, um, well, you're the witness. <laughs> and, and I kind of laughed because, as I say, that was when CGC opened up the barn door and let the monster out, you know, the monster being me. Um, and, and Sharon and I, we, we had actually, prior to that, for a couple of years, we had been going to you know three or four shows around the country we were going to a show in orlando called megacon we were going to a show in pittsburgh which was pittsburgh comic-con and a, and a few other shows and um you know and, and it was funny because it was right around the time of meeting stan that sharon says to me she goes chandler you know we need to find a way to pay for traveling in these shows because mm-hmm. I was getting my stuff signed, but I wasn't selling my stuff. I was mm-hmm. keeping it for myself. Yeah. And so I said, so I basically just looked at her. I said, so you want me to monetize this? You want me to turn this into a business? She goes, well, if you want, if, if you want us to continue going to shows, I think we have no choice. I said, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. which was kind of right in my wheelhouse, as I would say. And, and at that point, being that we had met Stan and we started working with him, uh, we started setting up signings with Stan, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, we started booking Stan into shows, uh-huh. and we were running his signings. We were the ones that basically booked and ran shows for Stan from 2008 all the way, to, actually technically 2009, all the way to 2013, 14, uh-huh. and um, that's that's how we got into the whole CGC business. That was our company, which is our core company, Desert Wind Comics. Mm-hmm. In 2013, we had two gentlemen in Las Vegas who approached us, and they wanted to start a store, and they wanted to use our brand and our access to comic creators, so they asked us to come in as a, as a partner, a one-third partner. Okay. We talked about it, and we said, okay, well, we can, but you know, we, we, we really can't 
we can't be involved all that much only because we don't have time because back in 2013 as a matter of fact we did 39 shows that year yeah so we were on the road we averaged three to to four shows a month and we had maybe one weekend off in a month and that was it Um, but so we basically said we don't have time to run a shop they said we don't need you to run the shop we just we want to be able to utilize your band so okay great well without going into the whole story ultimately Sharon and I ended up we ended up getting the whole shop we ended up we ended up buying out a the one of the partners and then the other partner we ended up having to buy out and that's thing we know we started with one third and we ended up with the whole thing mm-hmm. and that's how we end up with celestial comics so we have our shop celestial comics where are you guys located we are located in summerlin in las vegas nevada um specifically village square at 9440 west sahara avenue Mm -hmm. suite 170 Mm -hmm. um we're about 20 minutes west of the las vegas strip and uh you know celestial comics we have a wide variety of books we obviously specialize being our specialty is graded books we specialize in signed graded books so people will walk into our store and they're going to see stuff signed by stan lee they're going to see stuff signed by joe simon the co-creator of captain america they're going to see stuff signed by john ramita senior john ramita jr you know fortunately knocking on wood we obviously have access to a lot of wonderful wonderful creators both past Mm -hmm. and present Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's what we have with our shop. And uh, we also have our convention in Las Vegas called Great American Comic Con that takes place. It's coming up this year. It's November 16th and 17th. Uh, and then I have a management company where I manage comic creators like John Ramita Jr. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and you know other I work with I work with people like John. Other people I've worked with uh, that we're actually going to be with next weekend, uh, Chris Claremont mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, Roy Thomas. Yeah. And I mean it's a it's a list of about thirty to forty different creators that we work with. Most of them are the old school guys. And before I continue on the next weekend, you're talking about we're talking about. Terrificon in Connecticut. Un- yes, Unconsville, Connecticut. Yeah, it, it's it's, uh, yeah. it's the Mohican Sun. Yeah. It's Sun uh, Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I as far as the name of the town, I don't yeah. know. It's it's somewhere in the middle of Connecticut, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be there next weekend, and then the weekend after that, we're going to be in Albuquerque for the new mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the uh, New Mexico Comic Expo. Mm-hmm is where we're going to be and we're going to be there with Chris and also Roy Thomas Mm -hmm. and uh, several other creators so that's our schedule for Mm -hmm. November I'm sorry for for August for August and then I'm going to continue on because you guys mentioned you guys have a convention in November that's correct may I ask um, um, your um, guest list for that convention so far well, so far we have Mark Bagley, we have David Michelini, we have uh, Clayton Crane, we have Al Milgram, we have Scott Hanna, and we have um, uh, Kevin Van Hook, who's the co-creator of uh, Bloodshot, which, you know, they had the Bloodshot movie coming out next year with Vin Diesel. So we'll, we'll have Kevin at the show, who's going to be able to talk about, obviously, the, the movie coming out. And, and who, you know, we, we're working on some other surprises. But those are the six main guests yeah. that we have announced at this time. Now, um, before we did the interview, we talked about the convention you guys have in Vegas. What, what's, what makes you guys different than other conventions? Uh, 
I mean, first off, Vegas is a go-to location, just like Hawaii is. So we, we have that advantage. Honestly, the the biggest thing is that we're a comic book show. Mm-hmm. We're comic book centric. Um, I'm not going to bring I'm not going to bring celebrities out. Mm-hmm. I will only entertain, and I use the word entertain the thought of bringing a celebrity under the following conditions: one. What they charge is below a certain amount. I don't yeah. want. I don't want a celebrity that's going to charge fifty, seventy-five, a hundred dollars because, you know what? That doesn't help everyone else in the show. Um, you know, to me, thirty to forty dollars is about the maximum that I'm comfortable with. Also, the celebrity absolutely has to be connected to a comic book character. Mm-hmm. You know, having 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 voiceover actors who have nothing to do with comic books. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sorry. What does that have to do with a comic book? Yeah. What, what does that have to do with a comic con? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when unfortunately you've you've seen a lot of conventions these days mm-hmm. starting to move in that direction, yeah. and basically that's a money grab, is what it is. And and I don't I don't fault the promoters. Yeah. I really do no, not. No, yeah. I, I don't fault the promoters for that. Um, you know, Sharon and I we try to say stay true to what a comic-con is and that's why when you look at our guest list our guest list is filled with comic book creators you know last year we had tom defalco we had kelly jones we had alan bellman uh we had randy eberling i mean that was that was we had about i think about 15 guests and those were just a a few of them that we named so you know again what so to answer your question what makes us different we are comic centric yeah and that's how and it's great that how you guys have your convention set up is like he says all comic book focused comic book related um other comic book conventions like comic con um honolulu um they 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 run theirs in a different way and that's fine every it's 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 all good that's all it is it's everyone's a little different yeah i mean ultimately what it is 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 you have fans out there whether it's comic books whether it's manga whether it's you know uh, whether it's the tv shows you know it's it's entertainment whether it's the written entertainment the 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 visual entertainment whatever you want to say um and it's a place for people to gather. Yes. You know, one one of the things that um, that I get the biggest kick out of, and and I saw that happen again this weekend, is is having people, you know, having John Romita Jr. here yes. at the show. He was at a sh- he was here in Hawaii back in 2015, yes. and so we had fans walking up saying, "Oh my God, I haven't seen you since 2015. It's so great." And John very much enjoyed the interaction with those fans, and and many of those fans he remembered. Yeah, oh yeah, there were fans that he remembered and you know, John was here back in the early 90s yes. as well. Yes. Uh, and I think he was here I want to say mid 80s. Yeah, and yeah. there were people that came up to him and he remembers them from those signings or the fans remembered John. Yeah. They started talking about things and suddenly it jogged John's memory and he's like, "Oh my god, that's you?" Yeah. You know, it, that's 30 years yeah. later. Yeah. So, um that's that's actually one of the fun parts for me is seeing the fans you know just like i saw fans here that i've seen all across the country mm-hmm. oh, okay. I, I saw fans here that i've seen at other shows yeah. um 
you know that that to me that's 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 a fun thing because there's there's a special bond that kind of gets developed as a result of that you know when you have people that travel around the country and they travel in these circles uh whether it's the vendors or whether it's the fans or whether it's the creators you know i've been fortunate enough knock on wood that i've created some wonderful wonderful relationships with some absolutely super super people and uh, I, I very much cherish that. The traveling, you know, okay, the, the traveling's okay. Um, it gets to a point where it gets a little old, to be honest. But still. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's get your cars ready to rumble. <laughs> We're doing the monster truck show right now. <laughs> So um, yeah, just it, at this point, it it's for us. We love the shows. We love the people. That's what makes this all worthwhile for us. All right, I'm gonna start wrapping this up. Um, you said you have like a YouTube podcast. What's it called? It's called Las Vegas Geeked Out, okay. and uh, I have three co-hosts with me. I have Quincy. I have Free, and Free is actually very well known here in the islands, Free Isabello. Yeah, Free Isabello is one of my co-hosts with me. Um, he and Quincy bring the artist aspect of, of the conversation. Uh, we're also very blessed that we added earlier this year uh, our female co-host, which is Megan Fisher. And Megan, she's actually a member of the Walking Dead cast. She is actually one of the whispers okay. on The Walking Dead. And so we have a good time. You know, Megan, you know, Megan, she's also part of, she enjoys comic books and comic cons. Mm-hmm. She's a big cosplayer. She loves okay. cosplay. And so we have a lot of fun. You know, we, you know, again, we talk about comics. We talk about movies and TV. And we just talk about good old-fashioned geekery uh-huh. in general. So uh, our show takes place on, on Wednesdays. Okay. Uh, you can find us on the YouTube uh, network. And and uh, more specifically, look for us on the DefTel, D-E-F-T-A-L, TV mm-hmm. channel. And that's where you're going to find us at. And, uh, you know, you're, you'll see us talking about all kinds of things and one of the more memorable ones that we did recently is we actually did a show that revolved around Wrestlemania okay and uh, because Wrestlemania is to a certain degree a geekery event yeah yeah. and um, we we had a lot of fun I dressed up as Hulk Hogan I did my impersonation of Hulk Hogan Uh, Free did his impersonation of Randy Savage and we were just having a lot of fun talking about the wrestling matches and the whole bit I used to wrestle back in high school and college Uh so I kind of have that 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 attachment to it and you know it's but again, it was it was fun that we had with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was entertaining. It was a way to just kind of let loose a little bit and, mm-hmm. and get yeah. wild and crazy. Yeah. So uh, we we've been known to do that on our show. And like I said, we bring we bring. Um, I guess because of what I do, I'm able to bring some content to the mm-hmm. show that yes. makes it. Uh, different from a lot of shows because of i guess you'd say somewhat my inside information mm-hmm. probably one of the more memorable ones we did was yeah. when we talked about stan lee okay it was right after the loss of stan lee and you know yeah. needless to say spending as much time as we did on the road with stan from 2008 to 2013 and um you know it was it it was a it was it was a crazy show 
and that's Stan Revin right now. That's that's Stan letting us know he's still watching us. Yes, he still is. He's still going Excelsior. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's just in the rumble. Yeah. So, but that's what our show's about. Okay. Um, I'm going to start wrapping up one more. I want to cover one thing. You guys have a Superman Year One exclusive cover. Can I just ask how that came about and where can people find it again? As far as where it came about, obviously I've been aware of the Superman Year One project being involved with John mm -hmm. from from when he first started on it. I remember I was with him. Um, I think it was C2E2 a year and a half ago when DC first announced it. Yeah. And John was there. Um, and, you know, obviously being involved with John, there are times where... I, I sometimes act as his cheerleader. I sometimes act as his counselor. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he'll sit there. There are times where he'll 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 need he'll need to like bang his head against the wall in a verbal way, and so I give him a sounding board. But uh, one of the things we talked about was how DC um, they they've kept a very tight hold on this project. This is one that DC has put a lot of attention into they've considered it one of their biggest projects ever and um so part of part of what's going on is they released the the regular john ramita jr cover yes. they released the regular frank miller yes. cover and that was it that was they weren't going to do any store variants they weren't going to do anything like that they weren't going to do any dc variants mm -hmm. And so what I did was I went to John and said, John, I think this would be a great way for us to, because uh, we were talk, talking about San Diego and, and, and the shows such as Hawaii coming up and the whole bit. And I said, I think we need to, we need to get a, a, a variant for the shows, mm -hmm. doing the conventions. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, you know, see what you can do. So I went to D.C. and I chatted with them. At first they were kind of, well, we don't know. And I said, come on, this is John Jr. This is, this is going to be his exclusive variant. Yeah. And at that point, you know, let's just say I twisted enough arms that they said, okay, we're going to do this. So uh, John, John drew the cover. Mm -hmm. It was very quick. We, had mm -hmm. to, we did not have much time to put it together. Mm -hmm. And it was based on an idea uh, that John and I sat down and discussed briefly over the phone. Mm -hmm. And we put it together. Uh, it was printed. Came out when the regular books came out in the mm -hmm. middle of June. Uh, it, wasn't, we, it wasn't officially available until San Diego. Mm -hmm. And then after mm -hmm. San Diego, we brought it here. Yes. And the fans were loving it. Yes. And um, as far as where you can get it. Uh, I know that there are some retailers here. Uh, I'm I want to say it, it was... Um, uh, oh gosh! Enjoy, enjoy comics over on the Big Island. Oh yes. yes okay. Yeah. He he grabbed some extra copies, um, and then also um, uh, other realms grabbed some extra copies. Yes. And so, if you happen to shop at either one of those shops, go in right away mm -hmm. because there's only going to be a limited number of them available. Otherwise, look for them uh, through Desert Wind on either eBay or through our web store, which is DesertWindEnterprises.com. Mm -hmm. And then, just real quickly, guys, I bought an exclusive cover here. I'll post it on the Slack channel. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up. Um, are you guys planning to come back next year? We'll, we'd love to. Okay. I mean, let's face it. Any excuse to come to Hawaii is a good one. Yes. <laughs> you know, last year we brought Roy Thomas, we yes. brought Billy Tucci, we mm -hmm. brought Terry Moore. This year we brought John, we brought uh, Tom Grummet, we brought uh, Lucho Perello, as well as Carla Cohen. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens for next year. Yeah. We, you know, um, I know John said he loved he'd love coming back at some point. Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, you know, and, and who else we bring? We'll see, but I, I can I, I think I feel pretty comfortable saying you'll see Desert Wind coming back and you'll see Desert Wind bringing yeah. some absolutely wonderful legends with them. Any last word to um to our to our listeners? You know what guys, this this is this is just a, a wonderful, wonderful industry. Um, and it doesn't make any difference why you read. Just as long as you read, and it's something that you do for yourself, it allows your imagination to go. It allows you to to uh, to be an individual. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether you're into zombies, whether you're into superheroes, whether you're into romance, makes no difference. Mm-hmm. There's content out there to read, but just remember this: you have shops out there. These shop owners rely on you guys. They rely on you to come into the shops, let them know what you like, let them know what you love, and let them know what you want, and continue to support the shops. And by supporting the shops, you're supporting these wonderful creators who are just giving you some absolutely unbelievable art, whether it's the written word or whether it's the visual imagery. But it is it is something that we, we have to treat it like an American heritage. It is an American art form. We have to treat it like an American heritage, and we can't let it die. So support it however you can. One last time, where can um, where can our listeners um, find you guys on social media? Find us on Desert Wind Comics. Find us on Celestial Comics. I have my personal page, Chandler Rice. You'll find uh, uh, Las Vegas Geeked Out is going to be all that on, is on uh, Facebook. Um, You'll find John on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll also find John on uh, Twitter. Okay. And so if you, uh, if you have any questions, you can always email me, Chandler at DesertWindComics.com. And uh, otherwise, reach out to me on Facebook. be more than happy to, to talk to you. Chandler, one last thing I want to say. I want to give you a big mahalo to you and Sharon. Thank you very much again for letting me interview John. And I'm giving a big shout out to Sharon because Sharon was the one that, you know, I showed her my resume and she's like, yep, no problem. We'll work it out. We'll work out the interview. And again, just channel, I'm shaking your hand, man. No, you're just thank welcome. you. You're just thank welcome. you. You know, again, the, the people here are wonderful. And it was funny because I was just looking down at the table and I forgot to mention this. You know, you talk about talk about rekindling friendships and stuff and one of the friendships that was rekindled here at the show was a gentleman that walked up to John and this gentleman was uh, he, he's uh, he's uh, part of uh, uh, Homeland Security originally was U.S. Customs and um, you know he, he interacted with John well basically my history and I'm not going to go into all of it but I used to be in the law enforcement field back in the, the mid 80s to the mid 90s and he and I started chatting and stuff and next thing I know he presents to me as he comes over and talks to me some more he presents to me this very special coin which is referred to as a challenge coin and it's something that is very unique and very special that it has to do with the military and, and law enforcement and Running across people like that, again, makes this all worthwhile. And knowing that they're comic fans, and at the same time, you have people of all shapes, sizes, Mm -hmm. professions, and what it comes down to is we're all just, you know what? We're all one color, human beings. And that's, that's what this means to me. And that's what all I'd say to everyone is just remember that there's there is no color other than just us being human beings. So be good to each other.
Chandler, thank you very much. I'm going to close this up. Again, thank you for your time. Like I said, as you can hear, they're literally breaking down tables. But Chandler, thank you very much. Until next time, guys, aloha. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to the interviews. I had a lot of fun interviewing the writers and artists at the 2019 Comic-Con Honolulu. Some quick notes from the John Romita Jr. interview. I interviewed John on the last day of the convention, and that was Sunday, August 4th, 2019. And as John had mentioned you know, in the interview, that um, that's a very um, special day for him and his wife, Kathy. That's the day um, they celebrated the 25th anniversary of the first time they met at San Diego Comic-Con. And it's pretty awesome that in 2019 that they're celebrating the 25th anniversary here at Comic-Con Honolulu. So that's pretty awesome. So um, congratulations, John and Kathy. Also, during the interview, um, John had mentioned that from time to time that they work with um, St. Jude's. And that's the St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Um, if you want to donate to this worthy cause, and I'm going to be donating um, some money as well. Their website is stjude.org, and the link is going to be in the show notes. Now, you know, this portion of the, um, this portion of the um, podcast, I'm going to be giving a lot of thank you. So please bear with me on this. Um, first off, I know to some people it's going to sound weird, but I just want to thank God. You know, I just want to thank God for letting me um, meet um, these writers and artists, you know, um, and that I've enjoyed their works um, over the years of, you know, of reading their comics and, and so forth. So, you know, that it's pretty awesome to meet them. It, it really was. I just want to thank God for that. I want to thank my wife, Dawn. Um, you know, Dawn, thank you very much for supporting, for, you know, supporting me um, in this, for letting me do this um, uh, crazy expensive hobby. So thank you very much, Dawn. Um, I want to thank uh, thank my good friends, um, you know, John Mayo and Drew. You know, thank you very much, guys. John is the, um, you know, is the um, host of the um, host or co-host of the um, Comic Book Page podcast, um, specifically the weekly comics on Spotlight. Um, you know, and if you are a new listener um, to the um, to the Comic Book Page podcast. Please check out um, John's weekly comic book reviews with his co-host James Rayner um, on the Weekly Comic Spotlight. New episodes are released um, every Monday. What they do is spoiler-free reviews of um, three comics, one from DC, one from Marvel, and um, at least one other. So, um, so please check out their episodes. And again, I'm going to thank John. John, thank you very much for putting, letting me contribute to your podcast and putting these episodes together. Thank you very much. And thank you very much, Drew, my good friend, Drew. Thank you very much, um, you know, um, you know, for putting these episodes together as well, too, for his podcast, Comics for Fun and Profit. And if you are a new listener um, to... Um, to the Comics for Fun and Profit um, podcast, you know, Drew and his brother Kyle, they release new episodes every Saturday. And their focus is on comic book speculations on new comics that are coming out um, every Wednesday. Um, so if you guys get a chance, please check that episode, uh, those, um, those, um, that podcast and also John's podcast as well, too. Um, I want to give a very big shout out to um, my new manager, Cheryl Fallon. 
Cheryl, thank you very much. Long story short, guys. Um, earlier this year, I transferred departments. Cheryl honored my um, my uh, pre-approved vacation from my old department. So, Cheryl, thank you very much for honoring um, my vacation request. Thank you very much. I also want to give a big thank you to Amy Tokuda. I see Amy at these conventions every so often. We talk story and stuff like that. Amy was a big help at this convention. She told me, you know, um, who to talk to to arrange um, the interview with John Ramita Jr. So, Amy, thank you very much. I also want to thank um, Chandler and Sharon Rice of Desert Winds Comics and Collectibles. You know, Chandler and Sharon, thank you very much, guys. And I also want to thank the creators, you know, that came to this convention. I want to give a big shout out. Thank you to Tom DeFalco and his wife, Hildy. You know, they were great. They're a very nice, very humble couple. So they're really nice. You know, I want to thank Howard Mackey, Agnes Garbaska, Mark Brooks, Amy Reeder, um, local writer, artist, Todd Bernardi. And I want to give a big thank you to John Ramita Jr. He was very patient, very gracious with his time. So thank you, John, very much. And I want to give a very big thank you to you, the listeners, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys, aloha.